Hi, and welcome to All Time Greatness. I'm Paul, still by myself. I told Anthony, like, I know he's still got the personal issues going on and he's getting real close to returning, but at this point, he should just wait until 2024 and I'll just be on it by myself the rest of this year. Anyways, this might be a little bit of a longer episode because we have nine games we have to, I have to go over, plus, um, predictions for week 13 as well as my power rankings going into that week and the reason we have nine games is because there was three thanksgiving games a game for the first time ever which i guess is a tradition now so it's going to remain like that on black friday and then i was able to catch i think like four or five sunday games plus the monday night game so that's a total of nine but let's get into it. So for the first game, it was the first game of the Thanksgiving games Thursday last week. And it was the Packers visiting the Lions. So in this game, myself included, a lot of us thought that it was going to be like their last matchup. Because if I remember correctly, I believe the last time the Lions played the Packers, it was also on a Thursday night primetime game. But back when it was still early on in the Jordan Love show and the Lions just blew the Packers out of the water and Jordan Love didn't even look like he stood a chance so I went into this game as did many others thinking that it was basically just going to be the same thing especially this time being in Detroit whereas last time it was in Green Bay but nope it was a complete opposite the Packers started off hot they got they punched Detroit in the mouth and they weren't able to counteract because after the Packers came out and quickly scored a touchdown after having the ball first, the Lions wanted to try to tie it up or like they wanted to try to take the lead. So they scored and then they went for two, but they didn't get it. And then Green Bay had a few crucial plays where then they caused Detroit to turn it over twice the next two times they had the ball. And then in the second quarter, Detroit was able to make a goal line stand and prevent Green Bay from scoring more than just a field goal. And this game was basically over at the half. It was over before it started because whatever game plan Green Bay had, they essentially just need to stick to that plan from now on because they just went in and just handled the Lions as if the Lions aren't going to be in the playoffs this year but I don't think this means anything for the Lions although it's a little bit concerning because they beat the Bears the week before on Sunday but barely because they had to come back and win that game at the last second and that was already a divisional matchup as is then you play another divisional matchup against a team that you're used to getting beat up by but now that Aaron Rodgers is no longer there you essentially can beat up on them but now you're still getting beat up. So I think the Lions will be fine. That was just a bad game. And here's another game where all th- all three of the Thanksgiving games were divisional games. First, that was an NFC North matchup. Now, the midday slot, because that was a 12-30 game, the midday slot at 4-30, this was the visiting Washington Commanders taking on the Dallas Cowboys It was a close game at the start because one thing about Washington is they might get blown out by certain teams, but they tend to play every single divisional opponent very well, even in defeat. And 
Dallas started to run away with the game and then it was over at that point and Deron Bland congrats to him he set an NFL record with five pick sixes within the same season which has never been done before and a lot of people are saying Dallas's defense is not as good without Trayvon Diggs being out there but we have to realize that apparently you don't need uh, Trayvon Diggs because you have Deron Bland now. He's equally as good with the ball hawking, if not at this point, better than Trayvon Diggs is. So that's the second game. The third and final game, I don't know what it was, but every single Thanksgiving game on top of being all divisional, all ended in blowouts as well. This was the Thanksgiving night game. It was the San Francisco 49ers visiting divisional NFC West opponents, Seattle Seahawks. And it was a good first drive by the 49ers as they were able to score. And then Seattle was able to fight back without getting a touchdown, but they got a field goal. And the game was a war at the start, but San Francisco at the same time was dominating as they had 12 first downs rather quickly at the beginning of the game compared to Seattle only having one. And then San Francisco's defense, even though it hasn't looked that good recently, especially because they had lost three games entering their bye week and then ever since then have been back to doing what they were doing before. Um, the game was essentially over at that point, but Seattle kind of started to make the game interesting when the score was still low, but then they ended up losing 31 to 13. So San Francisco ran away with the game and the game was decided really before it even happened. And then we go on to our Black Friday game, which was the Miami Dolphins visiting the New York Jets. And again, another divisional matchup and another blowout because this was a AFC, if I believe, I forgot what division this is in AFC because AFC, I believe it's AFC North, but anyways, that's not the point. It's a divisional matchup. Um, the game was close at the start and then Miami started running away with it. Jets got only nine points the entire game. Or no, the Jets had like six to nine points the entire game. And then in the fourth quarter scored like a garbage touchdown or so. But the Jets ran away with it. Zach Wilson was benched, so they rode with Tim Boyle. That didn't go well. And all the talk of the town is two things. One, can Tyreek Hill break this record? Because he said before the season started, he's going for 2,000 yards. But as of right now... We only have like five games left and he has 1300 yards which means that in one of these games he's gonna have to get like 150 to 200 yards because if you only get 100 yards for each game for the last five games that would put you at 1900 and then you would be 100 off of breaking that record so he essentially needs to get like 150 to 200 in at least two of the games to even stand a chance and the other talk is I don't know how this man is going to do it and how he did it and if he's actually fully healed or if he could get hurt again. But somehow, as of yesterday, the Jets, Aaron Rodgers is back. He's been cleared to practice. He has a 21-day open window, and his plan is to return 
week 16. I don't know how he came back from a nine-month Achilles injury when literally every other player who's had an Achilles tear in the past has not come back until it's been a good nine months and sometimes even a year, if not longer than that. And somehow he came back in less than three months. I don't know how he managed to do that unless he's just a super fast healer like John Cena. But I guess that's the only good thing that the Jets can look forward to at this point is the fact that he he's going to come back and we'll see how they are from there. But at this point, they're probably not a playoff team. So essentially him coming back would be pointless because they're not with Buffalo and Miami contending in that division. They're not going to really stand a chance of making the playoffs, even if they win out whenever he does return. But now we're going to our usual Sunday games where there is um, where there's four games that I'm discussing. Hold on a second, because I just noticed that I did something. Yeah, so there we go. So the first game I'm discussing is my Giants versus the Patriots. And everyone right now is a Giants fan. Being a fan is controversial because we're like, as I keep on saying, no coach is going to teach, train, and like coach their players to tank and lose games because they would lose their jobs for that. And everyone was saying with the Giants being 2-8 and eight at the time that that's our best option going forward if we want to get a quarterback but now the Giants beat the Commanders because that's the only team in the NFC East that we actually match up well against and then now we beat the Patriots this is a game that obviously the Patriots normally dominated except in the postseason the Giants are forever their daddy especially in the Super Bowl but this was a game that it was basically a carbon copy of the New York Jets game at MetLife except the score was different because this game was a scoreless game pretty much for most of the game. And then I believe it was in like the third quarter, Tommy DeVito threw a touchdown pass to, I forgot who he threw a touchdown pass to. Oh, wait, no, it was Isaiah Hodgins, who's been relatively quiet this year after we got him midseason last year from Buffalo to come over with Coach Dable and Coach Shane. And then he became basically our number one the rest of the year, especially in that Minnesota playoff wild card game where he went crazy. And he's been super quiet this entire year ever since then. But um, it was good to see him score. And then after that, the Giants only got three points to get a score of 10. New England got a touchdown, but I think they have to draft a quarterback also because at the end of the first half, Mac Jones, he was having a bad game. He threw two interceptions, but even Gronkowski said at the halftime show, he very well could have and should have thrown four because Mac was making some questionable throws. He threw a lob pass to a receiver that was like, I think it was to a tight end, but he was like four feet away from him towards the sideline. And yet he threw it completely up in the air and it became a jump ball. And had it not been so close to the sideline, one of the Giants players could have easily picked it off if they wanted to. So Mac Jones got benched for the sec- in the second half for Bailey Zappi. And it was basically just another Mac Jones. Zappi plays a little bit better than Mac Jones, 
but he also made some bad reads and everything and then we ended up winning 10 to 7 hurting our draft capital more because now with these two wins the giants went from having the second pick in the 2024 draft to now having the sixth pick and now we enter our bye week and i've never as a giants fan seen a bye week this late in the season we enter a bye week to then come back and play a monday night game against the green bay packers and then turn right around on sunday and play the New Orleans Saints, which are two winnable games. And if we win those two games, we'll be six and eight and then play against the Eagles where we'll probably lose. I'd be surprised if we beat the Eagles in even one game, but I also wouldn't be because I've been saying this all season. The Eagles are a good team, but they only look mid in the sense of the fact that since their Super Bowl team, they lost a bunch of their players and every single game they won this year was a one-score game. They have yet to blow a team out. So maybe the Giants get one win against them out of the split series because we play them two times out of the last three seasons. We play them in Philadelphia at 4.30 on Christmas Day, and then we play the Rams at home, and then the Eagles come to our house to play us the last game of the season, which is next year. And maybe the Giants steal one. But the Giants have a chance to potentially somehow make the playoffs. But like I said, injuries aside, we're still in the playoffs and out in the first round. But anyways, I don't know where the Patriots go from here. Um, I think that they should move on from Belichick. But if not, then Belichick definitely needs to draft a quarterback because Mac Jones isn't cutting it. Bailey Zappi's not cutting it. And Will Greer is not cutting it either. But the next game we're going to talk about is another divisional game, AFC North again, where it was the Steelers taking on the Bengals. Both teams at first exchanged punts on their opening drives, but for the Bengals' opening drive, they punted it, but at the same time, TJ Watt caused a sack, or it caused a fumble, but the Bengals were able to recover it. And congrats to TJ Watt, by the way, because he now has 90 career sacks. And Pickett was making some nice throws to Deontay Johnson down the field. And the whole game, it was close. But then something to make everyone wake up about is the fact that in this game, the Steelers hit 490 yards. And it was the first time that they did it in 58 games since 2020 which is when they hired Matthew Canada and they never hit that mark when Matt Canada was the OC this was a good game because it was close and like basically all defensive but I would say both teams don't really look that good although the Bengals kind of get an excuse because they don't have their starting quarterback for the remainder of the year but I don't know and next up we had Definitely game of the week, if not game of the year, where it was the Buffalo Bills visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. So for this game, we went into this game obviously knowing the Bills had been, they've been struggling a lot recently, and then they play the Jets and blow them out, and then everyone feels like they're back. So they started off slow and then did what the Eagles like to do and scored a touchdown off of doing the tush push or when the Eagles do it, the brotherly shove. Or it might have been the Eagles that scored. I forgot. I believe it was the Bills though. And then the Bills got a field goal and they were leading by 10 going into the half. 
then and it's funny because they were up 17 to 7 at the half and then the eagles were down 17 to 7 at the half against the chiefs on that monday night game and came back and won guess what happened in this game the eagles came back and won down from the exact same score and they were at home but this was a shootout game because both teams in the second half just came out hot and this was definitely a career defining moment for allen but in typical Bills fashion, it was a heartbreaking loss because despite Allen doing what he did, excuse me, the Bills ended up losing in overtime to a 59-yard Jake Elliott field goal in the rain despite everything the Bills did. So this was a heartbreaking loss for the Bills. And right now, they're like number 10 in the playoff contention, like the playoff picture. So right now, if the season ended, they wouldn't be in. And now I personally feel like after watching the Bills lose so many of these games and getting lucky to win other games that they should have lost <clears throat> against the Giants. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> um, I honestly feel like the Bills have to win out in order to even make the playoffs but they have a tough next couple games because they're going to kansas city because for whatever reason every time they play the chiefs it's always in kansas city it's never in buffalo and even mahomes has said he wants the opportunity to play at buffalo stadium because he's never got to play there just like how mahomes is excited that he's playing in green bay this week because he's never played there either but um the Bills have to play them, and then they have to play the Cowboys. And that matchup is going to upset me because Trayvon Diggs is not there because I've been saying I want to see the Bills play the Cowboys because I want to see Trayvon play against Stefan and guard him. But now that Trayvon's out for the whole year with that ACL injury, that just won't happen. And I have to hope that they're both still on their current rosters the next time they do play. But anyways... Moving on to the Eagles looked good. They won they win yet another close game and now they move to ten and one. But I think Allen just helped his um case at becoming MVP candidate again though with that game. So next up we have the Sunday night game where it was the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. And the game was good at the start, although there was a controversial flag at the earlier portion of the game where Justin Herbert was giving himself up and he ran out of bounds and then got popped by one of the Ravens defenders. And yet, for some reason, the referees didn't call a flag and the Los Angeles fans were not happy, as they shouldn't be, because you're all about protecting quarterbacks. Yet, clearly, when a quarterback is clearly giving himself up and he's already out of bounds and got a late hit that he could have been hurt from you didn't call the flag for whatever reason the game kind of dragged for a little bit and then los angeles made the game kind of interesting because they scored a touchdown and then the ravens scored what turned out to be the game ceiling interception winning 20 to 10 i feel like the chargers i feel like herbert i feel like his prime years are low-key kind of being wasted in the with the chargers and i don't even say that in terms of like he needs a new team i think it's the coaching that's hurting him because brandon staley's hurting him and i don't think i think they need to give the reins to kellen Moore, and then maybe um maybe the Chargers will be fine but as of right now they went from being the second best team in the afc west behind kansas city 
because we all know in a in the AFC South right now. No, AFC East is that Dolphins Patriots. Okay, so AFC East is the thing I was talking about. Dolphins and Patriots. That's the AFC East. Or Dolphins and Jets, rather. But anyways, um, yeah, the Chargers, they went from being second best in that AFC West division to being being now the worst. The Raiders and especially the Broncos, what a season they're having, are ahead of them. But now to close out the games before I go over my predictions and then close out or before I give my power rankings and then close out with my predictions for week 13, which starts tonight, I have to go over the Monday night game, which was a pretty boring game for a Monday night game. It was the Chicago Bear, another divisional matchup because this whole week was all about divisional matchups, another NFC North matchup. It was the Chicago Bears visiting the Minnesota Vikings. The It was a close game at the beginning of the game because in the first quarter it was scoreless. But the Minnesota did have those classic uniforms on from back in the Randy Moss days. Both teams looked pretty bad the entire night. And the Bears became the first team all season to win a game by doing nothing but score field goals. Where throughout the season, every team, it was 0-28 with teams that scored only field goals winning. And yet somehow it was nothing but field goals the whole game. The Bears made four field goals to win 12 to 10 I think but what hurt Minnesota even with this incredible Josh story or Josh Dobbs story is that Joshua Dobbs threw four interceptions that all came back to hurt the team he take he throws like two less or maybe even three less they easily would win this game but this was a pretty bad game and there's not really much to talk about but now the power rankings after all these games so at number one, to nobody's surprise, I have the Eagles. At number two, I have the 49ers. At three, I have the Dallas Cowboys. At four, I have the Miami Dolphins. At five, even despite that loss, but with how good they looked and how much of a fight they put up where they easily could have won if just one or two more things would have went their way, I have the Buffalo Bills. At six, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. At seven, I have the Baltimore Ravens. At eight, I have the Detroit Lions. They're that low mainly because they lost, but also just because they're a really good team. But because they got blown out by Baltimore, I kind of have to keep Baltimore atop them because we've seen the matchup and Baltimore dominated it. At nine, they slipped kind of low just because these other teams have been playing a little bit better. I have the Kansas City Chiefs. This might come to a shock as a lot of people. But I have the Houston Texans at number 10, followed right behind them by number 11, the Denver Broncos, which we're going to see this matchup this week. So whoever wins this matchup when both teams are 6-5 and five is the better team. And next week in the power rankings, they'll be atop that other team. At 12, because I still think that they're a good team and they just had a bad game, It was I have the Minnesota Vikings. At 13, I have the LA Rams, followed by at 14, the Los Angeles Chargers. At 15, I have my New York Giants. They're slowly sliding up because in these two games that we've won, they played a hell of a lot better. At 16, I have the New Orleans Saints, followed by 17, I have the Seattle Seahawks. 18, I have Tampa Bay. 19, I have Washington. 
20, I have the Bengals, which they're probably just going to continue to slip down the more they lose games because they don't have Burrow for the remainder of the year. 21, right behind them, I have AFC North opponent, Cleveland Browns. 22, I have the Indianapolis Colts. 23, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. 24, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Even though the Steelers look pretty good this year, the way that they've lost, the way they lost that last game, and just in general, the way they've been playing recently, they kind of slipped down a little bit. 25, I have the New England Patriots, followed by their AFC East divisional opponent, the New York Jets at 26. 27, I have the Tennessee Titans. 28, even though they've looked really great as of lately, the Green Bay Packers, but I'll... We'll see how they play because they play the Chiefs on Sunday night at home. So if the Packers beat the Chiefs, they'll increase a lot. But even though the Packers are 5-6, and six, I still have them as a lower caliber team this year. And then 29-32 to 32 are the usual teams that are always down there, but just in a different... Except for the Panthers, who are always at 32, the other three teams always bounce around with where they're placed. 29 I have this week. At 29, I have the Bears. 30, I have the Falcons. 31, I have the Cardinals. And then, like I said, the Panthers are at 32. But lastly, to close it out, I'm giving my predictions for week 13. So tonight, we have the Seattle Seahawks visiting the Dallas Cowboys. I have Dallas winning this game because even though there's an adage, and I'm one of the people who says it, whether or not I'm a Giants fan, which obviously I am, but like even if I wasn't, I can tell the Cowboys are only good against teams in their division or like just bad teams in general. But when they play an equally as good team, they struggle. But they play Seattle, who hasn't looked good as of late, and they just got blown out by the 49ers. And then on top of that, Seattle plays the 49ers again next week. So I'm picking Dallas in this game. Divisional matchup, Colts versus the Titans in Tennessee. I have the Titans winning this. Falcons versus Jets. This game is going to be another toilet bowl game, but I have the Falcons winning this game. Lions versus Saints. I have the Lions winning this game. I feel like this will be a bounce back game from the Lions because they're going to be pissed about how they played the last couple games. Broncos versus Texans. This is going to be a shootout game. This is honestly a bad because both of these teams are in the playoff hunt right now. You have C.J. Stroud, who's balling out and probably is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And then you have the Broncos, who have completely turned their season around. And now Russell Wilson's actually in MVP talks again for the first time in a while. And he's starting to look like his old Seattle self. But in this game, I just, I'm going to go with the Texans for this game. Chargers versus Patriots, I'm taking the Chargers. Cardinals versus Steelers, I'm taking the Steelers. I feel like, like with the Lions game, this could, this should be a bounce back game for Pittsburgh. Dolphins versus Commanders, I have the Dolphins winning. Panthers versus Buccaneers, if the Buccaneers can't beat the Panthers, there's an issue. 49ers versus Eagles, this also has potential to be game of the year. And this is that matchup everyone was saying, if both teams could have managed to stay undefeated up until this point, then we would have had a battle of two 11 or 12 and 0 teams facing but i feel like just because their defense is better even though their offense is like equal i'm taking the 49ers for this game but i think it's going to be a field goal game easily i'd be surprised if any team wins by two scores or blows one team out and then we have the cleveland browns visiting the los angeles rams i have 
the Rams winning this game. I don't know why. I just feel like the Rams are going to win. And then I have the Chiefs beating the Packers at Lambeau. And then the Monday night game, the Bengals versus the Jaguars. I have the Jaguars winning. So we had a lot of games to discuss. And I appreciate you guys tuning in with me. And hopefully next week, maybe it can finally be on again. But if not, like I said, if he has to be out for the rest of this year and it's just me, then you'll have me. And I appreciate you guys for tuning in every week. I know it's not what you signed up for because you signed up to listen to two of us and you're only getting one. But one is better than none. And at least you're getting stuff put out there. So I'm Paul. This has been All Time Greatness. And I'll catch you guys in the next one with or without my partner. Peace.